Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by On Time Lending. Today, along with Jason Grimes of the Grimes Group, Philip talks about what makes up your credit score. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. We are back with another episode of Wealth Building Made Simple. Got Jason Grimes on. What's going on, Jason? Hey, how you doing, brother? I'm good, man. Good. Having a good good day. It's it's the yeah, this'll this'll drop the day after Fat Tuesday, which is literally the day that we're recording. So I had a good time yesterday, man. We we all take the day off and just relax and have fun. So it's cool. Y'all do anything? No, man. And this is the first one of the first years I didn't. Um, I wasn't able, I've been, been so busy and normally like Fat Tuesday is like a real holiday for me, man. So I was, I was hating a little bit, you know, <laughs> seeing the feeds and the, the crawfish floating around and people having drinks. I was just like, man, but you know, I had to, I had to stay focused yesterday. <laughs> hey man, that's, that's, that's a good problem to have. To be busy means you're making money. So that's all, it's there all go. good. Well, uh, what we're talking about today, like what makes up your credit score, which um, I think it's a really important topic, um, sure. and and we can cover like the 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 big you know the big components that really impact you know your credit score. Um, sure. So I you know I, I'll start, man. Like when, when you're looking at a credit score, what are what are the big areas that really impact your credit score? Uh, well, you have a couple of different, I guess you could say, categories. You know, like when you were in school. Uh, at the beginning of the, the school semester, they give you a syllabus, right? You know, your tests are worth this. Your homework is worth this. You know, the final exam is worth this. Your midterm is worth this, right? But it works the kind of the same way in the, the grand scheme of things with uh, your your credit scores. Uh, because you have, you have a couple of different categories. You have your payment history. So making sure your, your payments are on time. You have the amount owed in your credit, so your utilization. Uh, you have your new credit, a percentage of whatever your new credit is, um, your inquiries, uh, and the max amount of credit that you have available to yourself and overall length of credit history, right? Um, so you can, you can have, uh, I, I've seen it all the time, man. I've, I've seen people with 780, you know, 790 credit scores and they are declined for American Express card. Mm. But some guy with a 690 comes along and he's approved. Right. And people are like, man, I don't, I just don't understand how that works. My score is higher than his. Right. I see a lot of husband and wives, you know, and couples get into that argument because it's always about who has the better score. Right. <laughs> but, but that person with that 690 may have longer history with the credit. Right. Mm. So that person may have, you know, 10, 12 different accounts where they've shown that they can make the payments on time and do everything over a line, you know, over a certain period of time and make those payments. Right. But then you have a person that may have a, a seven, eight credit score. They have one card for 500 bucks max, and they've only been paying on it in a year. I mean, you really haven't proven anything. Got it. Got it. Okay. So, and, and I, and I, I, I didn't know that. Like I just, I, I thought that I thought the his, the time 
was factored into it. So I learned something new. So you can have a 800 credit score, but not have that much history. And it affects what you're able to get. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, everybody's a new credit, you know, guru and all that good stuff. And I don't claim to be that at all. I mean, because the so many different things go into your credit score. But, you know, a lot of times you, you have these people that's putting these authorized uh, accounts on uh, on their credit report and, you know, they may get one card and they, they're paying on it and their their score looks immaculate, but they don't have any any proof of being able to withstand that that score and that good payment history. Yeah, so so what, what what would you say? So if we if we have an idea, OK, these are the components that make up the credit score, you just kind of went over them. And then, and then you combine that with history. What's what's a good history to where, you know, okay, we know above seven fifty is a is a pristine, relatively pristine credit score. But then, from a history standpoint, what's a good history, uh, a credit history to, you know, be some somewhat equivalent to a really good credit score? It, it it really it's really hit or miss, right? I mean, because you have some people that you know may have a card for five years. That five years of being able to pay that card and been balancing, you know, and credit line increases and things along those lines uh, would allow you to, you know, show strong credit history. Uh, so, you know, if you have and what I normally say four to five accounts where you've had at least three years or better, you're showing some good stability there. You haven't had any 30 day lates, uh, you know, within those three to five years. Uh, you've been doing everything you're supposed to be doing. So. You know, if you're coming to me and you're looking to borrow money from me, I'm looking like, you know, hey, you know, Philip has paid everything on time for the last 36 months. And he's had this availability of thirty thousand dollars and he didn't abuse it. You know what? I don't mind giving him fifty thousand dollars because he's shown that he's good for it. Yeah. And, and, and I would imagine like being an investor, my, my mind, you know, I, I did an episode before talking about the top how the top money managers see the future and it, and all of them understand debt because to be a good investor, you, you, you like everything builds on top of the, the debt structure, uh, you know, because we're a debt based monetary system. And so, you know, as you're talking, I'm like, Oh yeah, it makes sense because you, and, and you tell me if I'm right or wrong, but you also have different lenders that at any given time have different risk appetites. So they have a different box that they are catering to, and that risk appetite is not static, right? It kind of, you know, as as the economy changes and adjusts, their box expands or or contracts as far as what they're going to let in or out. I mean, is that is that pretty accurate? Absolutely, absolutely. You're you're right on. I mean, whether it's mortgages, whether it's car loans, things along those lines. I mean, they have certain mortgage companies that really hang their hat on the the five eighty to six forty range of credit scores. You know what I mean? So there, there's a place for everybody, right? But then you have some banks and some investors and some lenders that they hang their head in the 720 and above. They really don't want to touch anything outside of that, right? So it just really depends on what your demographic and what your market is. Um, and they won't come out and say it, but the way their pricing and their interest rates and things are, are positioned they're very clear about the demographic that they're looking for. Got it. Got it. You know, and my, my favorite saying is, man, you know, because not all of us was taught credit, you know, I know I wasn't, you know, uh, it's something that I had to learn the hard way. Um, and people say all the time, well, is credit really important? It's really expensive not to have good credit. Hmm. <laughs> it's, it can get really expensive not to have good credit. 
you know. So that that comes into, you know, your car loans, your your mortgages, your credit cards. And then even when you want to go start a business and leveraging the credit in order to be able to scale your business. Right. Because anybody that's I mean, I know the the Dave Ramsey people, you know, God bless their heart. But, um, you know. You can really use credit in order to put yourself in a better position, and it has to start with your own personal credit and understanding it in order to be able to take it to that next level. Now that, that makes sense. Uh, Allison and I, I think in December, we were doing some episodes about going through the balance sheet of a business, and we, we coined a term called, uh, you know, cash is queen or cash is king, but credit is queen. And anybody who's married understand that the queen really runs the world because the only, you know what I mean? Like, like the reason why we go do what we do is to, to please the queen. And so, I mean, it's, you know, it was a definitely accurate uh, depiction of the importance of credit, but let everybody know where they can reach if they want, you know, more information about, you know, credit score, underwriting, how to improve the situation, how to borrow more money, uh, how to, you know, just improve their overall situation credit wise. Yeah, most definitely. You can reach me at um, J Grimes, that's G-R-I-M-E-S, at thegrimesgroup.org. Um, that email goes directly to me. Um, and then also you can uh, shoot me a text over at 404-895-1968. All right, perfect. Appreciate you, man. Thanks. I appreciate you. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.